This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Now, certainly, I mean, to me, being a business I'm in, I mean, free speech matters a lot. I'm kind of in the free speech business. But I think it's something that's fundamental to a free society. Uh, the government shouldn't be in the business of policing speech. Now, in the U.S., I mean, it's a little more clearly spelled out in the First Amendment. Certainly, our own Charter of Rights and Freedoms very much does guarantee freedom of speech, but uh, there are limits to that. Right? We have, for example, hate speech provisions in the criminal code, etc. But certainly, we need to, I, I think, appreciate and respect freedom of speech. Now, it feels like I've been discussing and debating this issue for, for many years on the radio lately, the debate's taken a different tone. Free speech has almost become a loaded term. And certainly we've seen in the U.S. alt-right groups, white nationalist groups, even white supremacist and neo-Nazi groups use this concept of free speech as a bit more of a cover. Say, we're going to have a free speech rally, which is really more about promoting their ideas. Which I, I get, I mean, they're still entitled to freedom of speech, but maybe it's given the, uh, the idea a bad name. That if you're promoting free speech, maybe you got a more sinister agenda. But really, we should all be promoting freedom of speech, whatever it is we believe. So, it's an issue here. We have, we've seen this before. I think we've been through this before. Ryerson University recently announced that an event set to take place at Ryerson University called the stifling of free speech on university campuses would, ironically enough, be canceled. Now, the event was to feature uh, Jordan Peterson, his professor at the University of Toronto, and he's become fairly famous slash infamous for his views on gender-neutral pronouns. Uh, Gad Saad uh, from Concordia University, Oren R. Armite, who's at uh, Ryerson University, Faith Goldie, who was at Rebel Media, till of course, they fired her for doing a podcast with a neo-Nazi website, and I think Faith had kind of already outed herself as a bit of a white nationalist anyway, but it doesn't seem like a reason to cancel this event. Ryerson University citing safety concerns as the excuse. So how do we approach this? And how should progressives, so-called progressives, approach this issue? Our next guest wrote a thoughtful column this week for CBC with the headline, The Left is Alienating Its Allies by Shutting Down Free Speech. Uh, Dr. Deborah So. Uh, joins us on the line is a sex science and political writer based in Toronto, writes for the Globe and Mail, for Playboy and other publications. Deborah, welcome back to the program. Hi, Rob. Thank you for having me again. All right. Well, what struck you as as most concerning about what's uh, happened so far with Ryerson University in this event? I would say the most concerning thing is the fact that this is a university campus and it's university administration that made this decision. Um, I think it's concerning that the true reason as to why the event was cancelled also wasn't revealed. Um, and I think also when we look at how the media has covered this, for the most part, it's been, I mean, when they speak of a free speech event, I've seen outlets use quotations around the term free speech as if to suggest that the event is not actually about freedom of expression, but has more sinister tones, as you mentioned earlier. Is it wrong to look at it that way? I would say so. I mean, definitely, if you if you look at the panelists, um, <laughs> two of them are of Jewish heritage. So, I mean, I think it's really insensitive to have called them Nazis, as some of them have been called by uh, the activist groups. Um, but if you actually speak to them and, and see, you know, the things that they've said in the media about what this um, event was about, and in my conversations that I've had with them myself, the event was really about just offering a forum for people to come and debate and discuss 
ideas that are considered politically incorrect or controversial without having to fear any sort of retribution or punishment um, or being, you know, labeled as sexist, racist, bigoted, whatever. Um, and so I think it's really unfortunate that this event got shut down be- and it's also being uh, misrepresented, you know, in terms of what the intentions were because I think anyone with any sort of, uh, all, all ideas should be debatable. We shouldn't be suppressing ideas that we disagree with. I don't think that helps. Well, and, and the reasons for this event being canceled, I mean, it's, it's almost like the heckler's veto. So there was nothing wrong necessarily with, with the event, or certainly the organizers of the event weren't planning uh, to, to, to do anything violent or, or disruptive. But the idea that people are going to be so mad about this event that they're going to potentially commit violence, and so that's an excuse to censor the event, what kind of a message does that send? Exactly, and I think it speaks to the fact that these groups can't actually argue their position. I think it speaks to the strength of their arguments. Um, I think on some level they know that their arguments aren't actually that well-reasoned, and that's why they need to resort to violence. Um, but, you know, as, as anyone who advocates for free speech um, would, would say, you know, use your speech to um, engage and debate with people you disagree with. It should never resort to physical violence. Now, for progressives, as you, and you, you sort of tailor your message for them in this, this column, and, and maybe there's, there's a lot about this kind of event that they wouldn't like, or maybe they've got their own reasons to not like Jordan Peterson or not like Faith Goldie. So what, what should their response to this be? Um, I can definitely see that, and I've noticed um, within people who would consider themselves to be left-leaning, as I do, there's a growing contingent of people who um, are not on board with you know, the far-left ideology that is starting to become more mainstream. So I think regardless of whether you agree with particular speakers or particular ideas, um, you know, one of the core tenets of classic liber- liberalism, which is what the left was initially founded on, is this idea that we should be able to have a free exchange of ideas and have free speech, um, and that censorship sh- shouldn't be the solution to disagreement. So um, I-, I think, obviously, free speech should be, um, as it said before, been said before, it should be for everyone, not just people you agree with. That's right. kind of the cost of it. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, typically, I mean, it's it's governments that have the ability to, to censor. But, I mean, in, in Ryerson University, we are talking about a public institution. But, moreover, when we've got people who are using the threat of violence or even potential actual violence to shut down speech and shut down events, I mean, that that is censorship, isn't it? It is, definitely. And it's, it's threats and intimidation and also, you know, for... People, as a journalist, I'm able, and you know, as you mentioned, we're able to speak more publicly about this, but a lot of people feel intimidated into silence, which I think is the worst thing, because people go on about their day-to-day life. This grows, like, the frustration that they feel, and it just drives, you know, any sort of um, dissenting opinions underground, and it just leads to, um, you know, even worse outcomes, I believe. I think, you know, we should allow people to be able to say, how they feel and not be afraid to say that because that just creates more tension and more problems. Uh, but I mean, protesting is, is a form of free speech. So if people don't like this event or don't like any kind of event and they want to voice their displeasure, there, there are productive ways of doing that, isn't there? I, I would agree with that, yes. So I, I don't see anything wrong with you know, having a peaceful protest. Um, but it's when it, it people act in a way to interfere with someone's speech. So if someone is giving a talk and people come in as as they have, some of these groups have done, where they will you know bring bells or horns and interrupt the speaker and not allow the speaker to actually get their message out, that's where I think it's problematic. Yeah, and I, I guess if if there are people that 
you feel are giving being given a platform that that maybe don't deserve it, right? When when you make them into martyrs, you, you're just you're giving them even more of a profile, aren't you? Mm-hmm, exactly, and I, I think it draws attention to even more so to their cause, and it makes people feel almost more in alignment with them because people see that this trend is happening and they're they're not in agreement with it. Um, and I think it is it's actually building mobility for some of these. Um, it may not be so palatable. So what are you hearing about this event, by the way? Because there were those who were trying to find uh, another venue for it. Is, it. is it still going to happen? It is going to happen. So it's been rescheduled now for November 11th um, at an, a venue that will be off campus. Um, so uh, no fascist TO has actually gone word of this. And they are also, again, putting uh, pressure. I mean, they're advocating that people put pressure on the venue to shut this event down, which I think is really unfortunate. Um, and, you know, the dialogue that's been going on, as well, I mentioned in my column, how, uh, you know, Dr. Emete has been accused of doxing and been accused of, um, you know, having bigoted ideas. And, and it, it, the whole conversation around what has happened with this event is, is gotten is so extreme and so ridiculous. And, you know, I think that's really unfortunate. It's not helping the cause. And for people who are in bigotry, it's, it's not helping that cause at all. No, I don't think it is. All right. Well, Deborah, uh, thanks for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate your input on this. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. Uh, Dr. Deborah So uh, is a writer based in Toronto. Peace up at uh, cbc.ca this week uh, on this controversy at Ryerson. She also writes for Globe and Mail, Playboy, other publications as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, I'm with her on this. There's no reason why Ryerson shouldn't have allowed this event to go ahead. And it's unfortunate that it gets to a point where you do need security for these events. Uh, I know there's controversy. I think it's this week, a conservative writer named Ben Shapiro, who has taken on the alt-right himself, that he's just been lumped in with them. And so there's a big kerfuffle around his speaking engagement at Berkeley, UC Berkeley. The university, I mean, to its credit, they're saying, no, we'll, we'll let this go ahead if Ben Shapiro wants to speak and this campus group wants to bring him. But we're going to charge you $15,000 for security. Uh, and look, that's, that's a lot of money. So who bears responsibility for that? So that's the uh, excuse Ryerson is given here. Ryerson is not equipped, they say, to provide the necessary level of public safety for the event to go forward. As Deborah So writes, the safety concern is a dubious one. Considering that uh, Serena Singh organizer of the Ryerson event and an alum of the university, said in an email that far-left groups, including no fascist T.O., had been harassing Ryerson's administration to cancel the event, calling this panel, panel speakers Nazis. Once the event had officially been canceled, the group's anti-fascism rally turned into a celebration on Ryerson campus. And even if safety was and is a real concern, the university should make its mission to ensure that sufficient security personnel are on hand to make sure controversial events can proceed as scheduled. What are academic institutions for, after all, if not to challenge minds and host rigorous debates on contentious issues? Right, and so what's the takeaway here? Do anybody who wants to shut down any group? Left-wingers who want to shut down a conservative speaker, right-wingers who want to shut down a progressive speaker. Threaten disruption, threaten violence. Say, if this event goes ahead, we're going to be there, we're going to disrupt it, it's going to be all kinds of trouble... That's the way to do it, I guess. The university is going to cave. We can't risk it. Can't let it happen. So that's unfortunate. 403-974-8255 is our number. We're back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.